Esther, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times bestselling author Monica Murphy. We discuss bobcats and wild boars, cake, and refreshing thoughts for authors out there. Hello, Monica. Hello. How's it going today? It's going pretty good, Willow. Happy to be talking to you. Where are you in the world? I am in Central California. Okay. I am probably about an hour south of the gates of Yosemite National Park. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's heaven. Yeah, in the foothills. I mean, we're not like total mountains, but mm-hmm. we're, we're close enough to them. I grew up in San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're a California girl. I was just saying to my husband the other day, I miss Yosemite. Oh. So many of my childhood memories are there. You know, what's so funny is that we basically have it in our backyard and we don't hardly go. No. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we go, but not enough. You know, we should yeah. go more. I really enjoyed Nothing Without You. Oh, I'm so glad that you got to read it. Yes, thank you for sending it my way. Of course. I love the whole concept behind the crossover series. Oh, so do I. I was so happy when Kristen asked me to participate. It's been a really fun and different project to work on. It is really a brilliant brilliant idea. I totally agree. Tucker and Maisie are so sweet. And also this book makes me want cake. So (laughs) no, thank you for that. (laughs) That was my goal. (laughs) Make you love them and and cake. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you did very well at both. (laughs) I have never read your books under the name Karen Erickson. Yes. How many books have you and Karen written? Oh, it was a lot, but a lot of them aren't available right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I, well, I've been published as Karen since 2006, and so many of them were with the digital publishers like Sam Hain Publishing and Alora's Cave. And, okay. you know, they're all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those were very, very sexy, like erotic, mm-hmm. mostly novellas. And so some of them will never see the light of day again because I read them now and I'm like, that's terrible. (laughs) But other ones I have re-released, self-published some titles and there's some more that I would like to get out this year. Will they be under Karen also or Monica? Yes. Okay. I'll do them under Karen just because that's what they originally were. Mm -hmm. So I'll keep them all together. But I haven't written anything new as Karen in a couple of years. Is the differentiation the erotica or is there more to it? Monica, all of Monica's stuff is in first person and mm. Karen's stuff is in third. Okay. Um, and Monica's tends to be usually a little more emotional, I would mm-hmm. say. Especially when I first started out because it was all, you know, emotional, angsty, new adult stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's really the main difference is the POV. That's interesting. Yeah. When I decided to write something new adult, I realized that the style and how I wanted to write it would be completely different than how I wrote as Karen Erickson, which Mm -hmm. I would say is more like Harlequin Presents novels with sex. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so in third person, and I just felt like if I'm going to do this new adult thing, I think I need to have... A different name because my Karen mm-hmm. Erickson readers will be like, what is this? Yeah. And so I decided to do a different name. And I also did that because I was like, if this fails, then no one will know. <laughs> and then Monica did way better than Karen. So I was like, cool. <laughs> What do you know? (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. It is funny. I've done all my books 
but one in first person, but I did this one and I, I did get a lot of flack for it. It's, did you? Yeah. So well done you. Yeah. You know, they just, and the style was just completely different. The characters, ages, everything. I just had a feeling this will not do well. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. It is not easy maintaining two oh, pen names. Yeah. I cannot imagine. It, it can be a lot of work when they're both active, <laughs> which they were for uh, a few years there. I like how we talk about these, like they're someone else other than you. <laughs> uh, and I always do that. And my family would laugh at me. I would even do it with my family because I'm actually really a Karen. Okay. Yeah. And so I would be like, well, Monica's doing this. And they're like, you sound crazy. And I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> what anyway. does a normal day look like for you? Uh, I get up in the morning and I wake my children up. They're both in high school. Okay. And then uh, dad takes them to the bus stop because we live kind of in a rural area. Mm-hmm. So they just don't walk down the street to catch the bus. Yeah. And then I get a few of those, you know, email answers and little side admin type things done. Mm -hmm. And then I try and write. So every day you write pretty much? Yes. Yes. I did just have a period here where I wasn't writing at all. It really is like exercise. Once you stop, it's really hard to get started again. Yeah. So I'd given myself a break for the holidays. <laughs> the break kind of extended, so that wasn't good. But yes, I try my best to write at least Monday through Friday and mm-hmm. then like give myself the weekends off. Do you set goals like for the year to do X amount of books or no? I do because I feel it's important to at least know that you're going to have some projects. I am strictly self-published right now Mm -hmm. it was different when I was with traditional publishers and your schedule was given to you you know you worked it with a publisher and then Mm -hmm. you just had all of these things to do but I took a step back a few years ago to concentrate on my family just because my children are teenagers and soon will be you know moving out of the house and going to college and being on their own and so I didn't want them To remember their mom just sitting at her desk all day long. (laughs) Yes. Oh. Yeah. So I try to have a schedule. Like right now, more I have one in my head of what I want to do for the rest of the year. Hmm. And to early 2020, which is hard to believe it's going to be 2020. I can't believe it. I know. Cannot believe it. Yeah, that's, that's what my day is like. It's not very exciting. It's not glamorous at all. Well, I was wondering how you finagled kids and do you have pets? I do. I have a dog. I have, I'm embarrassed to say this, I have five cats. Oh my goodness. But they're mostly (laughs) all outside. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really come in. Maybe one or two will come in. You know, we live on 14 acres, so. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah. It's really nice. And, uh, you know, we have rodents and. We have Mm -hmm. raccoons come up and eat our cat food. Yes. Yes, yes. So they just stay outside and, you know. Manage the property. They manage the property (laughs) and and kill off all the little critters. I need some. So what's your most exciting rodent that's come up to your back door? Oh, my gosh. The raccoons are pretty commonplace. I did have a big one years and years ago. Usually you go out there and they run away. Mm -hmm. And this one, he was huge and he turned around and he hissed at me. Ah. I was like, oh. (laughs) One year we had a bobcat on our back porch. That was scary. 
Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, they'll eat your gift. Ugh. My husband was just telling me this morning, since we've had so much rain and we have wild boar in our area, oh, they came as close as just a few feet from our back door because they like to root around for their food. Mm-hmm. And so they were rooting around. Oh, like, my goodness. They got pretty close. So right now, that's the craziest thing we've got going on. That's pretty crazy. I know. <laughs> Living in the wild. <laughs> I live on six acres, and it's oh, okay. not really in the wild, but it can feel like it sometimes. But we've had possum trying to get the dog food, and then a yes. turkey knocked on my door so loud really? I thought it was my husband really <laughs> with its beak oh my gosh they're like let me in yes <laughs> uh, but oh bobcat no I do see no. coyotes sometimes and I get nervous but they usually look so scrawny here because it's usually winter and they oh, look yeah. like they're suffering see we have coyotes and in the winter they always look fuller like their thicker coat and whatnot but oh. it's in the summer they get all slender and and mm. kind of scrappy looking i don't <laughs> like the coyotes at all because no. they will definitely snatch a cat we've been here almost 18 years and we've lost some pets Aww. and you know it's from either coyotes or even a bobcat a bobcat will will take them down Yikes. yeah we have turkeys too in fact they were getting endangered but now we have a lot more we'll see just you know 20 of them By whatever the droves <laughs> yeah just kind of go through the backfield we have and then on they go so it's fun yeah it is what is your writing process are you a heavy plotter or do you pants it i'm a total pantser are you i am plotting seems to take all the fun out of it for me mm-hmm now, I will say, you know, like I have a map and when I sell something to publishers and they want a synopsis, I can do that. I'll mm-hmm. write out a synopsis and sometimes it can be a little vague and I always warn them this could change. Right. But I found like I have tried in the past to really heavily plot out a book and mm-hmm. I just feel like it just sucks all the life out of yeah me and my story and when I'm just writing and then something comes to me and I'm like, ooh, I should have them do this. I always like to say if the reader is surprised by something happens, that's because I was surprised <laughs> by it too. Yeah, let's do this. Yes. Ooh, you know? <laughs> so how about you? What do you prefer? Well, I think my heart wants me to be a plotter, but I am <laughs> not quite. And yet I'm not quite a pantser either, although I have written total pants books yeah but, yeah I want to be all outliney and oh, yeah but it just doesn't usually work out for me either oh it doesn't I did I, I mean years ago I did this workshop and they wanted you to do a poster board and and different colored post-its and each <laughs> chapter and the scenes and so I bought all the stuff and I started doing it and I'm like oh my gosh I hate this oh. so I just, I couldn't do it. I'm still using those post-its, by the way. I have so many. (laughs) What advice would you give a writer starting out? I would say that the biggest, biggest thing is to just finish the book. Even Mm -hmm. if you feel like it's just pure crap, Mm -hmm. just finish it. Get it done. And that makes you feel like, hey, I can do this. Totally. Yeah. My biggest thing when I was younger is I would write scenes. I would only write 
you know, the fun stuff mm-hmm. when they meet or when they're fighting or whatever. And I would never start from the beginning to the end. And I finally did NaNoWriMo back in 2005 and I finished it mm-hmm. and it was terrible, <laughs> but it gave me such a sense of, oh, I can actually do this. Yeah, I think that really helped. And also don't ever think that you've got this figured out. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Because just when you think you've got it figured out, something will change. Yeah. So just always be open to new possibilities and never think, I don't need to learn anything else Mm. because Mm -hmm. you can always learn something. You go to a workshop, listen to a talk, read an article, whatever, and there's always like a nugget of information that could be like, oh, okay, I hadn't thought of that. Mm -hmm. So That's great. That fits in with what to tell an author who's struggling but has been out there forever too. Yeah, and that's another thing I would say to someone like that. Like I said, I've been published since 06, so what's that, 13 years? It's like, don't give up, don't stop. It's such a mm-hmm. roller coaster. Yes. And I know a lot of authors who've been at this a long time, and that's their thing. They're like, well, I'm not stopping. I'm not giving up. Do you ever get tempted, though, to like go work for, well, I don't know what's by you. I, I was going to say like TJ Maxx. <laughs> but that would probably be out. But <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, when we first moved up here, I was still working outside of the home. I worked at an RV dealership. Oh. Um, so they sold, you know, like motorhomes, travel trailers. Mm-hmm. And I was the assistant to the owner. And so it's funny. It really hit home. He retired this past summer and we were invited to the party because my husband had worked there too. We went to the retirement party and he's up there talking and the vice president. And it was like such deja vu. Mm-hmm. I had been to many Christmas parties and and (laughs) dinners and whatever with them talking. And all I could think was, I am so glad I don't work for these people. (laughs) (laughs) Not that they were bad, but it was just, I wasn't making a lot of money and you have to, you know, no, I'm not tempted to go try to find a job anywhere else. (laughs) I mean, unless I was like, you know, working at a craft fair or something by the beach, that'd be cool. Mm. Yes, it would. <laughs> but I'm not that crafty in that sense, <laughs> so I, I think my crafts would not be sold. So, no, never tempted. Okay. Yeah. I like being able to work from home. Mm-hmm. I'm also a cheer coach. I've never cheered in my life. But oh. My daughter, yeah, my daughter is on the cheer team at her high school, and they lost their coach last year. And so, me and another friend decided to take over, or else the program probably would have been shut down. So. Oh, wow. I just had my first two seasons here. We did football and basketball as a cheer Fun. coach. Oh, that took up a lot of my time. I bet. <laughs> but, you know, it's worth it to be able to be there with the team and the girls. Yeah. Oh, it's a good group great. of girls. Yeah. So there's there's my second job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Where would we find you at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning? In bed. Okay. <laughs> Go to snack. Popcorn. Last book you read and loved. Ooh, Daisy Jones and the Six. I just oh, finished that yesterday. I'm excited. It's becoming a show. Yes. I haven't read it yet. It's really, really good. Easy read. Is it? Okay. Yes, yes. What's your favorite age? Mm, for like myself? Yes. Mm, I'd say like late 30s into 40s. Okay. 
what flavor of cake? Ooh, I'm basic vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> you need Maisie to rub off on you a little bit. I know, right? But I do. I like a standard vanilla cake. It's pretty good. Do you have a lot of signings this year or do you pretty much stay at home? After the last couple years of not doing much, I have a lot on my plate. Do you? A, a lot for me. I'm not... <laughs> I'm going to name names. I'm no J crown over who traveled all over the place. <laughs> she might have slowed down, but there was a time there where she's telling me, oh, I'm slowing down. I'm only doing this many signings. And I'm like, that's like more than I do when I think I'm busy. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to a polycon here in okay. what, two weeks in Washington, D.C. I will be in Paris for the rare Paris signing. Nice. Yeah, I'm taking my daughter. Oh, I wanted to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. <sighs> Good for you. Yes, I'm RWA, but I'm not going to sign at RWA, but I'll be there. What else am I doing? Book Bonanza in okay. Dallas. I'm hoping to be doing Readers on the River. I signed up for that. Where is that one? That was in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And J.R. Ward is, I believe, like the headliner for that. Like she does some special events. So yeah, you've got a bunch. I do. I do. And then Nashville in May of 2020, and I've never been to Nashville, so that excites me. Is that the Bells one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I will see you at one of these. I'll be at Book Bonanza oh, great. and possibly the Nashville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good. We'll have to seek each other out. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Uh-oh. I was thinking Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. <laughs> I'm a terrible singer. Perfect. I just want to warn you of that right now. That's funny. I can't even believe you're making me sing a song. Yeah, it's just this little thing I do. <laughs> All right. Let's do the chorus. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. When I, I see, see your face, there's, there's not, not a thing that I would change because you're amazing. amazing. Just the way you are. And when you smile, the whole world stops and stares for a while. Cause you're amazing. Just the way you are. Oh my gosh. The way you are. <laughs> Yay. Thank that is, you. That is not my top 10. Probably one of my last uh, 10. <laughs> well, thanks for doing it anyway. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Willow. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking to you. It was. I hope to see you somewhere this year. Oh, I'm sure we'll run into each other. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the warm weather for me, pretty please. Oh, well. We have lots of rain. It's warmer than you, so I will yes. enjoy it. Send some your way. Yes. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Come back to see us next week.